What is a saint? Mother Kate posed this question at chapel this past Wednesday. And as she went out and polled the crowd, the first student responded, someone who is dead. That wasn't quite the answer Mother Kate was expecting, so she picked another student to respond. Someone with a medically verified miracle attributed to them after their death. Another answer she wasn't quite expecting, and at this point, Mother Kate, she looked frazzled. Meanwhile, one of my fourth graders turned around and smiled at me, and I gave her two thumbs up right back. And after chapel, I said to Mother Kate, sorry, I didn't give you a heads up that my fourth grade religion students are all now experts on the canonization process. So that's one way to get your name up on the big official roster of saints. Die, get nominated, undergo a lengthy investigation, perform one miracle, get beatified, perform one more miracle, and then boom, you are named a saint. But there's actually a shortcut, not martyrdom, but a much easier one. One most of us have already taken, and one that we're going to get to see right before our very eyes in just a few moments. That shortcut is baptism. As the water is poured three times in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, a mystical union with Christ is formed, joining our lives and deaths with Christ so that we might share in his resurrection. And because we could always use some extra help as we traverse this crazy world of ours, in the Episcopal Church, we do both baptisms and chrismations right on the same day. And as we anoint the newly baptized with fragrant oil, we say some of the most powerful words contained in our Book of Common Prayer. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. And with that, a new saint is made, Christ's own forever. Billions of saints right here on earth, trillions of saints surrounding God's celestial throne, basking in incomprehensible radiance. And today we celebrate this oneness, this communion of all the saints, both those in heaven and those right here on earth. But what is this communion we celebrate? There's a story of a person walking through the streets of London on a bright and sunny spring day. The smell of blooming flowers and opening leaves was in the air, and an oh-so-gentle breeze could be felt. And our old friend, the sun, had finally returned after its winter sabbatical. But despite all the delightfulness of that early spring day that was to be enjoyed, 
something drew this person into a church as they walked by. Maybe it was the faint sound of chant or the light scent of incense making its way out onto the busy city streets, but something inexplicably made this person trade the outdoor beauty of an early spring day to go inside this dingy, dimly lit church. Once inside, they noticed a few people kneeling to pray, all as a monk chanted a litany. So there, the four or five people, each seeming to do their own thing, formed this small community of worship. But as this person looked up, they saw picture after picture on the ceiling of all of these saints and was immediately overcome with this feeling that these four or five people were not alone in their prayers but instead were being joined by an uncountable and unknowable number of invisible saints praying right next to them, praying right there with them. That's the communion of saints. But we needn't look up to heaven to see those saints who join us in prayer and support us in our lives because there are plenty of saints right here on earth as well. Last month, as we were praying in the beginning of religion class, a student prayed for her father who had just had a stroke that morning and was taken to the hospital. You could see the fear in her eyes and you could hear the fear and the shakiness of her voice. but then something beautiful happened. As each student went around the room to share what they wanted to pray for that day, each student also offered a petition for her dad. That day, she was not only joined by the uncountable and unknowable number of invisible saints, but she was also joined by 17 definitively countable and knowable, visible saints, her classmates, praying right next to there with her. That too is the communion of saints. So today on this feast of all saints, that's exactly what we celebrate. All of the saints who make up this communion, those living here on earth and those who are alive in Christ, those who are famous for their works and those whose names have been forgotten here on earth, those saints in heaven whom it is easy to revere and those saints on earth who try our patience day after day after day. We celebrate this communion, this oneness with all the saints because it is truly a gift to be surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, living and dead, visible and invisible, 
saints who can celebrate with us in our moments of joy, who can pray with us in our moments of fear, and who can inspire us as we watch those grace-filled moments unfold in their lives as impossible things are made reality, those kingdom of God moments where heaven slowly inches closer to earth. Watching those saints at work makes our hearts want to sing, and I want to be one too. Caring and being cared for, being with people, and having those people be there for us, loving and being loved. This oneness, this communion, this is why today we give thanks for all the saints. <laughs>